25, verses 8 and 9. Then have them make a sanctuary for me, and I will dwell among them. Make this tabernacle and all its furnishings exactly like the pattern I will show you. Then turn to Exodus 40. Then the Lord said to Moses, set up the tabernacle, the tent of meeting, on the first day of the first month. Place the ark of the testimony in it and shield the ark with the curtain. Bring in the table and set out what belongs on it. Then bring in the lampstand and set up its lamp. Place the gold altar of incense in front of the ark of the testimony and put the curtain of the entrance to the tabernacle. Place the altar of burnt offering in front of the entrance to the tabernacle, the tent of meeting. Place the basin between the tent of meeting and the altar and put water in it. Set up the courtyard around it and put the curtain at the entrance to the courtyard. Take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle and everything in it. Consecrate it and all its furnishings, and it will be holy. Then anoint the altar of burnt offering and all its utensils. Consecrate the altar, and it will be the most holy. Anoint the basin and its stand and consecrate them. Bring Aaron and his sons to the entrance to the tent of meeting and wash them with water. Then dress Aaron in the sacred garments Anoint him and consecrate him, so that he may serve me as priest. Bring his sons and dress them in tunics. Anoint them just as your father, sorry, just as your anointed their father, so that they may serve me as priests. Their anointing will be for a priesthood that will continue for all generations to come. Moses did everything just as the Lord commanded him. May God bless his word to us. Lord, for your word. And we pray that we will have open hearts to hear what God is telling us through his servant Jeff. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen to that. Well, you might think, what an odd reading. Yes, uh, you think it quietly to yourself, being very dignified. What on earth is he getting at in this one? But did you notice those two verses in um, uh, chapter 25, verses 8 and 9? First two verses that were read. It says, make sure that everything you do is in according to the pattern and then it comes to chapter 40 and it goes through all the patterns. Some time ago I was reading the uh, Amplified Bible and at the bottom of chapter 40 of Exodus it says the layout of the tabernacle is a very precise one for a very good reason. And we'll come to the very good reason in a moment. 
But what we're going to do is something that you will always remember. I mean, sometimes a preacher comes along and you think, now, what did he talk about? I think it was about, no. But uh, that you will always remember what we're going to do today because you're going to encounter something, and I hope you will encounter something of the presence of God in a very real way. I'm going to ask you, please, if you would get up from your seats and put your chairs towards the side of the room so that we've got plenty of space in the middle. Thank you. It's going to be a, a little bit congested, I think, but if you've got, if you can stack any of the chairs that are not needed, that would be great. Look at that, he's made a mess of the place already. Now, if you need to sit down, please feel free to do so to the side. Now, um, if there's a stack of chairs, just put a chair in front and sit down, that's fine. But we've got plenty of room in the middle. If you do need to sit down, please do. We'll, we'll be here a long time. No, no, we won't, no. We're, what we're going to do is to look at um, Exodus chapter 40, starting from verse 17. So we read up to verse 16, and we're going to lay out the tabernacle here. Now, I've recognized a few faces from people who've experienced this one just down the road. So run with me, please, on this one. So the tabernacle was set up on the first day of the month in the second year, when Moses set up the tabernacle. He put the bases in place, erected the frames, inserted the crossbars, and set up the posts. Then he spread the tent over the tabernacle, put the covering over the tent, as the Lord commanded him. Then he took the testimony. What's the testimony? The Ark of the Covenant, which was um, just an ordinary acacia wood, which had been fashioned into a box, an unspectacular box, but actually... It was then carved, it was then overlaid with gold, it then had rings put on it so that you didn't have to touch it when you carried it. It then had two cherubim on top of the box. It was a spectacular box. And the inside it, uh, it varying times, it had different things, but it ha had the Ten Commandments, the stone written by the finger of God, and uh, it, it at one time, it had a, um, a staff of Aaron that was in bud, in leaf, in flower, and in fruit at the same time. <laughs> Impossible to happen in, in the Ark of the Covenant. So the, the testimony is the start, first thing. So we're starting off with a box. Unspectacular box, but we'll see what God does as time goes on. So we start off with the testimony. He placed it 
in the ark, attach the toll, poles to the, the ark and put the atonement cover over it. Then he brought the ark into the tabernacle, hung the shielding curtain and shielded the ark of the testimony as the Lord commanded him. Well, we've got no curtains and we're not going to... Okay, thank you. We're not, we're not going to go for... We're not going to go for curtains, so we're going to go for string. Let's see. Could you undo that? There's two pieces there. Um, and the, meth the thing that we learned last time when we did this one, if you remember, was that the, um, the, gap, the space around the ark was too small. So we're going to make sure there's plenty of room for the ark. Oh, thank you so much. My glamorous assistant. Lovely. Thanks, Dr. Uh, I don't need an, another curtain quite yet. We're going to come to it in a minute. Let's see what it says. Let's do it as it says. Moses placed the table in the tent of meeting on the north side of the tabernacle, outside the curtain. So we need a table. In fact, there are, there are two tables involved here. We're going to have one just there. Let's see what it says about it. And set out the bread on it before the Lord, as the Lord commanded him. Well, you're going to have to imagine bread. We haven't got any bread on it, but there's the, there's the table. He placed the lampstand in the tent of meeting opposite the table on the south side of the tabernacle. Now, I notice there's a lovely flower display here. And do, do you know the, um, the, the seven-branch Jewish lamp? Do you remember that, the menorah or something? Um, we're going to pretend that's what that is. It's got some life in it, hasn't it? Lovely. So there we are. We have a lampstand and a table with bread on it. And he set out the lamp before the Lord as the Lord commanded him place the gold altar in the tent of meeting in front of the curtain. So we'll need, well, let's just use a chair, shall we? So, oh, we've got another table. We'll have that one just here, please. Thank you, sir. Great. We're doing well. Two tables. This one's different, this table here. That's not bread. Place, um, place the lampstand on the set up the lamps before the Lord as the Lord. The Lord Moses placed the gold altar in the tent of meeting in front of the curtain and burned fragrant incense on it. So this has got is a table with fragrant incense being burned on it. And then he set up the curtain at the entrance to the tabernacle. This is where the second piece of string comes in. So we've got a curtain across here. Okay, we're doing all right here now. Do you remember what these things are? The lampstand, the incense altar, the, the bread, and the Ark of the Covenant. Okay. He set up the altar of burnt offering near the entrance to the tabernacle, the tent of meeting, and offered on it burnt offerings and grain offerings as the Lord commanded him. 
so we need a, something fireproof. Um, right, let, let's just use um, a chair, that's fine. Thank you. And that will go just here. <clears throat> but there's one more thing to come in, and that is in verse 30. It's a basin. That's right. Um, I haven't got any basins. I'll tell you what, this one's nice, nice and red. Oh, is that something else coming? Excuse me a minute. Prop. Basin. <laughs> Diagrammatic. <laughs> Lovely, there we are. So that one goes here. And you can see what's happening and why God said, Excuse me, this happens every time. Sense the presence of God as soon as I come into this, but I, I'm hoping you're going to feel the same. But it, this is laid out in a particular pattern. Can anyone see what that is? And it, what it says in the scripture is that heaven is laid out in the same way. It is a pattern, it says in Hebrews, of that which is laid out in heaven. I'm just going to read you a few verses from Hebrews 8. Uh, it talks about Melchizedek um, and uh, so the ministry of Jesus where he was priest and king and then uh, he said he, he serves in the sanctuary the true tabernacle set up by the Lord not by man and every priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices and so it was necessary for this one Jesus also to have something to offer. If he were here on earth, he would not be a priest, for there are already men who offer gifts prescribed by the law. They serve as a sanctuary that is a copy and a shadow of what is in heaven. We're going to lay out, we're laying out something here that is a copy of what is in heaven. And I think in imagery, it means Jesus and the cross are the central part of heaven. And everything revolves around Jesus and the cross. See to it that you make everything according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. The ministry Jesus has received is as superior to theirs as the covenant of which he is mediator and is superior to the old one. And it is founded on better promises. Do have a read of that, Hebrews 8, when you have time to do so. Let's just talk about the significance of what we've got. We come to the foot of the cross through the sacrifice that Jesus made. And this is the sacrifices that were the blood sacrifices. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin, it says. And so uh, at the altar, we see uh, the sacrifice of Jesus. That is the foot of the cross. And that's the only way that we can come into his presence. Amen? Then there's the washing of water. You can imagine, they're, they're getting a bit covered in blood and things here, and they're washed before they come into the presence. And the water, image of Holy Spirit, 
Uh, Ephesians 5 says, the washing of water with the word. There's, there's something of the cleansing that, that we come to as we... Sorry? Uh, and baptism as well. Yeah. It's a, it's a lovely picture. Um, and uh, the, the water, Jesus said he, he's the water of life as well. He, he brings water to us, eternal life. Remember the conversation he had with the uh, woman at the well in Samaria, John 4. So, you just dwell on those themes. And now we come to the curtain. You can come through the curtain. And we come into the next room. And there are uh, three things here. First of all, what does it say in um, uh, John 6 about Jesus? He is the bread of life. The, the imagery of the fresh bread, always fresh, fresh every day. Now, I, I don't know how they did it in the wilderness, but somehow or another they managed to do it. And the fresh bread every day. So here's the presence of God, fresh every day. And we come to eat of the bread, which is Jesus. And it touches us. And then there's Jesus said to his disciples, you are the light of the world. But he also said, I am the light of the world. John chapter 8. And the light shone all the time. There's three coverings over the tent. Um, including uh, a leather stuff and all sorts. So it was pretty dark in there. That was the means of light. Continually, continually trimmed, continually burning with fresh olive oil. And Jesus said he is the light of the world. And as we come to him, we come to a continual light. Dwell on that one. And then this one is the altar... What was burnt on it? Incense. Now, in, in, uh, in Revelation, it talks about incense as being the prayers of the saints. So, continually praying and offering ourselves to the Lord in prayer, that's the, that's the center point of the cross. And then... I'm not going to go through here. But as you come through into the, the presence of God, it's a whole room. It's exclusively de devoted to the presence of God. Now, there's a lot of us, and I'm going to move this back just a little bit further. Because you might want to spend some time just here. I'm going to invite you to walk through, to, to come here. Somebody like to? Okay. I can see your enthusiasm. Come on. <laughs> and just start from here. Now, please follow on and, and come and do this. Just remember the sacrifice that Christ has made for you, his blood given for you, a free will sacrifice because he loves you so much. Remember the, the water and the imagery of the water. Never thirst again. We're washed through baptism. We come into 
the bread, the presence of Jesus. Continually fresh, continually new. The light and the, the place of prayer. And then there was the curtain here that on the day that Jesus died, that curtain was ripped from bottom to top? No, from top to bottom. God has torn it, split apart so that we could go through into the presence of God. We, I was doing this um, with the church in Romsey, and I had paper tape across here, and one of the first guys going through just flicked it with his foot, and it ripped. <laughs> That's really good. That's beautiful. And then as we come into his presence, we can spend some time just absorbing the presence of God. I pray that you're going to encounter something of the sense of God's presence as you do this. So please, follow through and just spend a, t a moment dwelling at each of these places. Thank you, Lord. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened up for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, having our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Amen. Anybody like to share something that they've felt as they've gone through this today. Be bold.
doing this. Any other questions? Now, just as a final thought, can I encourage you to think through these things when you come to the Lord in your own time of quiet, in your daily meditations on the Lord. Perhaps think through the different parts of what we've just been doing and allow yourself to be drawn by the Holy Spirit into his presence and there to be touched by whatever God wants to do in your life. Father, thank you for the centrality of Jesus and the cross for everything, for all eternity. And we thank you that our Saviour is central in heaven. We bless you for this morning and we pray that you would make it real to us in coming days. In Jesus' name. Amen.